Welcome to the We Achieve podcast, hosted by the ACNET Achiever Network. Our mission is to help business professionals build momentum behind their career and lives to achieve their full potential. We'll explore together the path of professional development and lead you to a better tomorrow. Welcome to this episode of We Achieve, an ACNEC podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk. Today, I'm joined by ACNEC's Amber Pisano to share how she uses the Achiever Network platform, which provides individuals with personal branding tools to proactively develop, manage, and market themselves. Amber, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. So let's start off by introducing ACNEC and what it does. So as a a brand ambassador, how do you explain what ACNEC is and what it can do for people? So I joined ACNET just a few months ago, and I I had just heard about it, I think, from a friend. And it's really just a networking platform. It's targeted to really active professionals who are into professional development. Um, They have a whole community of coaches that I've been using to help with my leadership skills and training. And you can hunt for jobs, you can connect with your colleagues, you can do peer reviews, and um, they have all kinds of different tools that you can use in a professional, you know, setting. And so how did you find, so you said, you know, you, a friend mentioned, uh, you found out about it from a friend, but you know, how, how did you find your way to ACNET and what, uh, what were kind of your, your first steps in the platform? Well, so I had taken a sabbatical for almost a year and it was for most of it during the COVID um, pandemic. And I was just starting to think about getting back in the professional world. I work in marketing. Um, and so I used ACNET for my job search and I built up a power bio and I really spent time making it very robust. I added a video resume, um, did all of my milestones and skills and capabilities and got some peer recommendations. Um, I exported it because they have this really great export where you can do it. It exports your whole profile into this really nice graphical visual resume. And that's what I used to apply to jobs. And ironically, I was recruited and hired through ACNET by ACNET. Mm. And so I did the whole hiring process through their platform, which was a great, you know, I got to kick the tires on the platform and figure it out for myself. And by the time they gave me the offer for the role, I was a power user. I was really impressed with the platform and excited to join their team. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, so you've, you've got the inside track on on really. I do. Yeah, exactly. How to use it and what are the what are the best uh, best uses of all the tools? And there are a lot of uh, features and tools on the platform. So I guess uh, let's start with. I guess creating a quick art, quick start guide uh, for listeners. So, uh, so when an individual gets on the platform, uh, what are those first steps that they should take? I definitely recommend they do what I did, and I just spent the time building my own personal profile. Um, so that was really comprehensive because we've got enterprises, we've got recruiters on the platform, and we have coaches. Um, the next step I did was I took the personality assessment. And I scheduled um, and I I actually put out a proposal request for a bunch of different coaches. I was looking for help with leadership. Mm -hmm. So I'd kind of been in the mid-level director position, um, really vying for the next step up, trying to get that VP title. 
And so I, I was paired with a coach. She reviewed my personality assessment before our first um, appointment even. Um, and when we, we talked, she really already had like a plan, like, okay, I can, I can guess that your weaknesses are here. And, you know, it was, it was very eerily on target just based on really? your personality assessment. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know me already. Um, and we've really had a really good engaging relationship so far where she's helped me with leaning in and developing that professional presence. And so I, I definitely recommend going that route as far as like email and meetings and video conferencing. And there, there's many tools within it, but I, I've been using it for really professional development and networking and just trying to build up my personal brand reputation, um, which I believe has really helped me in getting this role. So when you took that personality assessment, um, what were some of the questions that, uh, that it asked? It's based on like a Myers-Briggs mm -hmm. and junk typology. So it was very much about your personality, um, your decision-making criteria. You know, are you introverted? Are you extroverted? And I like it because I'm already using it in my team as far as building smart teams yeah. that will collaborate well together and have different sets of key strengths. I, I heard one time and I really liked it. You know you have a diversity problem when you look under a meeting conference room table and everybody's wearing the same type of shoes <laughs> <laughs> and I liken that to the personality assessment of like you do not want all the same type of person in yeah. the team we all have our strengths and together like diversity come like makes a better team and so I've been using it that way as a manager myself so when you took the assessment and you met with the coach uh, it's interesting that from the personality assessment she was able to to pinpoint some of uh, some of you know your strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Now let me ask. We'll we'll get a little personal here. Um, introvert <laughs> or extrovert? You know, I have always been a dyed in the wool extrovert, but I have found that as I get older, I get a little more introverted. So I've I've got a mix going on now. I'm curious if is that as your your rank in in professional roles has has risen like you know as you've gone higher up the ladder have you become more introverted you think maybe you know that's a good question i will bring that to my coach and get back to you yeah. <laughs> well and so i'm i'm you know you mentioned mid-level uh management position and you know trying to strive for that that vp title i think that uh that describes a lot of people uh but for whatever reason, whether it's, you know, external factors, politics, company dynamics, or it, it's internal. It's, you know, having the the confidence to be able to, to ask for that next position and raise your hand in, you know, in a room mm -hmm. that uh, that can feel very intimidating. Uh, I think that's, a, that's something that a lot of people yeah. identify with. Uh, what were some of the things that you and your, your coach talked about along those lines? Yeah, so she really held my hand through the whole process because I was like, I can do the role. My last, I've been acting as a vice president, reporting into, you know, either the CTO or the CEO um, mm -hmm. four or five years now, but I just, I didn't have the title or really the recognition. Yeah. And so she kind of identified that I look young. I sound, you know, I've got the female kind of higher pitched voice and I was raised to be a pleaser. Mm -hmm. And so she kind of really coached me as far as leaning in, sitting at the head of the table, um, not asking questions or not don't ask questions, but, you know, 
don't phrase things in a question and just, I am worthy of their time. So, you know, girls, women in general were raised to be people pleasers and to make the peace. And I, she just gave me a bunch of reading resources, Sheryl Sandberg's book about leaning in. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another one I love that was so mean. It was like, uh, good girls don't get the corner office. Yeah. And, you know, between her help and reading those, I was able to really approach um, the whole hiring and interview process of, I am an executive level thought leader who have value to add. And I know that I have that confidence. And she really helped bring that out. Whereas before it was almost like you asked permission or you're, you're cowed by the CEO title. Uh, you know, the CEO of ACNET is my boss. And, you know, it's funny because they're just people like us. And once you get over that intimidation and just really value and respect your own input and education and experience, you can just bring so much more to the table. So I feel like she really got me over that hurdle of having that self-confidence um, and allowing my voice to be heard. And so in the interview process, it was, you could just, I could feel the change in myself. And I think that's ultimately why they hired me. Yeah. That and my my power bio, they were really impressed with my power bio. They liked my video resume. Yeah. And actually, I want to, I want to come back to that, but I, I want to continue on this train of thought about, you know, some of those, those tips that, uh, that you learned from your coach. The, the point about uh, not phrasing things in questions or saying things that end in an up inflection, that you're questioning it mm-hmm. yourself instead kind of making definitive statements, right? Right, exactly. A lot of times I would also speed through meetings, almost like they're so important and busy and let them get back to their work. And I once I really slowed down and gave myself the space to articulate my concepts and thoughts and ideas they stayed and listened, you know, nobody cut me off and (laughs) said, you're wasting my time. Like it was, I was really the one standing in my way. And the coach is the one that helped me recognize and and realize that I had kind of blamed like maybe sexism or that, that glass ceiling. And a lot of it was almost self-sabotage that I didn't realize. I think this is a very common topic because I think a lot of people feel this and, and, you know, I'm I'm speaking from personal experience myself in, you know, that middle management role, always striving for that VP position uh, and and thinking that I needed the title and the the recognition by my my peers that I was a VP in order to speak up, like that I needed that permission, basically. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that is, I guess, a form of self sabotage that that we mm-hmm. we don't realize we're doing it to ourselves. Yeah. I, so anytime I have a new direct report come onto my team, um, and especially the women, I, I'll say it to all of them, but you can see the men are just like, oh, of course, obviously. But I will say, you know, I didn't hire you to be a factory worker. That is the opposite of what I want from you. I want you to bring your own unique opinions and ideas to the table every single day. If I ask you to do something, if you question it, question it, push back, you know, up to two or three times till the point where it's like, okay, now just do what your boss said. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, and like I value your input, especially a new hire. You bring such a new perspective. You're not yet drinking the Kool-Aid. Like this is when you should be most vocal um, and asking questions. It's I I have definitely been passing down everything I've learned to my team to help build and you know bring them up to a higher level of professionalism and, and confidence. 
And you talked about the diversity. I think part of of being able to lead effectively a very diverse team is understanding the individuals. Everybody is motivated uh, by something. uh, And it's very Mm -hmm. different than the person next to them. So what were some of the things that uh, that you learned in your leadership training and leadership skill development to help lead diverse teams? So we are a very diverse and spread out team. Um, we are a completely remote work from home company at this point. Um, and it's helped as part, well, one, um, using our now have the communication tools to really stay in touch. But also we've started a, like a peer group. Um, of women and it, it's across industries um, as far as just talking and supporting each other. So I connected with some ACNET um, achievers or members on our platform and we've just started a, a group and you know we'll ask each other questions and support each other. Um, and that's been very helpful. And then on my team, when I started, I actually asked them all to take the personality assessment test, which a few had and a few hadn't. And it really helped understand what made them tick, you know, what what mm-hmm. motivates them, what demotivates them, because everybody assumes what motivates everyone else is what motivates them. Like, I want public recognition. I want people cheering my name. And, you know, one of my female team members in India is the opposite. Like, she wants a kudos directly on the phone, just her and I talking, yeah. please don't embarrass her publicly, you know, and there's been many ways that I've, I've incorporated it. Well, and that's, you're exactly right, that I think back to the introvert extrovert thing, that if you're a, a very introverted person, a public recognition, uh, that's almost kind of mortifying, because you you appreciate it, but you don't want all those eyes staring at you, do you want to be the center of the spotlight? If anything, a one-to-one uh, recognition, just like an introvert would rather have a one-to-one conversation, uh, that that makes perfect sense of of understanding the personality and then being able to assess how to effectively lead them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I spend probably the first you know five ten minutes of every one-on-one meeting with my direct reports of how's it going. Give me feedback, feedback about me, feedback about the company. Um, it's a two-way street. So I'm very careful to not just be a top-down manager, yep. but a collaborative team because we're I always say we're in the same boat, rowing in the same direction. Um, I don't have any patience for politics. I get that that it's life and it happens, but for me, if we we you know we're the, as weak as the weakest and str- we're all stronger together. And so I'm very much about that team dynamic. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so, Coming back to the bio, so you created your bio and, and your video resume. Uh, tell me a little bit about those uh, those tools and, and why it's so important to really take your time on creating those. So I think I had the luxury of having some time on my hands because I was kind of just doing the stay-at-mom home thing for that one year, um, which was lovely. I'm so glad I got to do it once in my life. But of course, I wasn't surprised to learn that I was already like ready to go back and so I spent the time on it. I mean, it didn't take real time, but it took thought time, mm-hmm. you know? So if, if you really just shut off your phone, shut your office door, wherever you work, and just think about who you are and put your best self forward. I really, I read through Acnet's website and it resonated with me as far as building a personal brand and like professional credibility. And when a company is looking to hire, it's not necessarily 
um, somebody for just the skill set they bring, but it's more about kind of their their personal brand and where they fit within the company's culture. Um, and for them, they really needed um, a marketing leader, somebody who was very hands-on and can get into the nuts and bolts and has really been you know, down in the trenches doing marketing for years, but who also has creative vision and can like the first thing I did in the first, you know, four to six weeks at the company was build the corporate message map and what's our vision and our mission and our philosophy. And then all of that filters down into all of our communications. So anyway, <laughs> I, I digress. But um, I even doing the video resume, I uh, very few people take advantage of that. I think I think hmm. it's definitely gaining traction. But I was told that's what really stood me apart yeah. because they felt like they'd already interviewed me before they even met me. So I was definitely a whole leg up from anyone else that didn't have one. And it's great because I'm not a video editor. I Googled, you know, I downloaded a free video editing software. I watched a five minute YouTube video on how to use it. And so, you know, I did the most basic of editing of like, I, you know, it took maybe five different cuts yeah. that I spliced together. So it was like anybody could do it. It took me probably two hours to do the video resume. Um, just thinking through what is my personal elevator pitch? You know, what's my whole story? Um, and then the actual filming. And, you know, of course, I had to do my hair and makeup. So that that took a good <laughs> 30 minutes right there. Right, right. That's probably the intimidating factor right there. I mean, like, man, you get me, I have to wear pants and yeah. like a real shirt. I, I, yeah, I've been in pandemic exactly. mode. Yeah. But don't worry, I had yoga pants on. You know, nobody could see that. But. <laughs> exactly. Well, so um, in professional development and personal development, uh, you know, we talk about having a why. So uh, when it comes to ACNET, and working for them and using the platform. Uh, what is your why? Why do you want others to, to know about it and, and embrace it for, their, for themselves? So one of my favorite explanations that Sheryl Sandberg gave in Lean In about you know, career progression is it's not necessarily a corporate ladder. It's not one path up. It's a jungle gym. So make your own path and visualize maybe a new role that's um, needed and of value, but wasn't previously conceived. So with the personality assessment, the coach, you know, we want to help them discover what vocation sparks interest and like aligned to their personality and their core values. Um, work with the coaches to identify career options that mirror that, you know, and develop any skills or abilities they need. And really, the coach can hold their hand through their entire journey, like their professional journey. So, and build that professional credibility, that personal brand story. And we we offer all the tools to get that done, to show who you are, to connect with your peers, build your power bio, your video resume. You can do different private profiles. So that was huge to me. Mm -hmm. If I want to apply to a tech company versus a makeup company, I can yeah. have two different takes on my experience that are all true, right. but you know, speak more specifically to their business at the same time. All this, the social power, the community, the training, the professional development. I mean, that's, that's what we're about. And we help elevate people who might be phenomenal at their job, but maybe they're introverts and their heads down in their cubicle. And because they don't do the politics or the happy hours, they're overlooked for those promotions. Well, this is a way for you to get recognized for the value you bring 
and your creativity and your accomplishments um, without having to do the big, you know, go into the office parties and, and such. Right, right. So, Amber, as we uh, start to wrap up, I think about some of the advice that you've gotten from your your coach. I know personally, one of the best pieces of advice, and it's so simple, but Mel Robbins, she, she wrote Five Second Rule. She said, women should avoid taking notes in meetings because it's, a lot of the times, if you're in a management meeting, you're the only woman in the room you are already the default note taker. But if you're taking notes, you're not able to communicate and add to the conversation as much as you would be if you weren't taking notes and you were just in the conversation. And so, you know, if that problem comes up, you know, just hit record on your Mm -hmm. phone and record the thing, but don't relegate yourself to that note taking. So, thinking about some of the advice that you've gotten from your career coach, what has been kind of one of the most important pieces that sticks out for you? One I would say is the confidence to say your ideas. I have definitely been in, I I was at one company one time that I seriously, I was the only woman on a 40 person leadership team uh, for the company and often was talked over, not heard, Mm -hmm. mansplained to up and down. Um, and I just really was more bold, pleasant. I smiled. I, you know, you don't, heaven forbid you come across as the, the B word. Yep. So, you, you know, unfortunately we have the double-edged sword. We do have to worry about how we come across, but not trying to always be liked either, just trying to be respected and professional. And I will repeat my ideas. And if somebody like tries to steal my idea, I will be like, yes, that's what I was saying. And, you know, like I won't let anyway, steal my ideas anymore. And more importantly, I won't let anybody steal the ideas of my team members uh, that report into me. I will uh, elevate what they said and say, yes, you know, um, Priya's on my team. And she was just saying that she had that idea last week and we were discussing this. And, you know, like I, I look for it, I see it and I will, I will nicely call it out Yeah. Um, because it's all about teamwork and elevating and it's not just women it's it's the introverts or the shy people or you know like we we all know the extrovert you know guy at the table who's leading the conversation usually the most senior and then you have a lot of yes men and that is the absolute dynamic i will not work with anymore and you know it's it's a cultural shift a lot of times and it's it's welcomed right it's you have better conversations and better innovative products when all the voices in the room are heard and it's not just a group of yes men or women you know i don't mean it in a sex way but in a a cultural yes environment where everybody is open and willing to share their advice and feedback and thought amber pisano thank you so much for joining me thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it And that does it for this episode of We Achieve. Be sure to subscribe to We Achieve on the podcast app of your choice so you don't miss a new episode. Until next time, I'm Shelby Skirhawk.